Good afternoon. I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Fantasy News Update. The NHL begins their second season tonight as the playoffs begin. We will get started with Columbus at Tampa Bay at 7 p.m. Eastern, followed by Pittsburgh at the New York Islanders at the Nassau Coliseum. St. Louis will play Winnipeg, Dallas will play Nashville, and Vegas will play the San Jose Sharks to finish out tonight's slate. The other three series will begin tomorrow, with Toronto plays Boston, Carolina at Washington, and Colorado at Calgary. Timo Meyer will play for the San Jose Sharks after getting injured late in the season, but the NHL playoff action begins tonight, the chase for the Stanley Cup. In Major League Baseball, we had four games this afternoon, although one was snowed out. The Colorado Rockies and Atlanta Braves won't play thanks to blizzard conditions in Coors Field. A makeup date has yet to be announced. In the three games currently being played, the Detroit Tigers lead the Cleveland Indians 4-1, top of the eighth two outs there, although Cleveland is threatening as the bases are loaded. Trevor Bauer only went five and two-thirds innings, ten hits, four runs, all earned, a walk, and a strikeout. Matthew Boyd continues his impressive start to the season, goes six innings, four hits, one run, one earned, two walks, and six strikeouts in this game. Home runs, Hicks hit his first over the Detroit Tigers. Goodrum also hit his first for the Tigers. Padres and Giants have just begun here, and there's no score in the top of the second inning here. We have Nick Marjavacius versus Derek Rodriguez in this game. The Rays and White Sox, after a rain delay, have also just begun, and the Rays have wasted no time getting off to a three-run lead here. They lead the White Sox 3-0 in the top of the first. Tommy Pham with his first home run of the season. Glasnow pitching for the Tampa Bay Rays. Ronaldo Lopez pitching, and not so well right now for the Chicago White Sox, as he's giving up four hits, three runs all earned in one-third of an inning for the White Sox. Later on tonight in the National League, we have uh, Miami at Cincinnati. Richards will place Tommy Malley. It's plus 145 for Miami, minus 170 for Cincinnati. The Washington Nationals will play the Philadelphia Phillies. Jeremy Hellickson against Nick Pavetta. Pavetta, minus 170. Hellickson the Nationals, plus 145. Dodgers will play St. Louis. Kenta Maeda against Jack Flaherty. Flaherty, minus 105. Maeda, minus 115. Pirates will play at the Chicago Cubs. There's a chance for a delay in this game. Once again, bad weather in Chicago, although this game is expected to be played. Lyles versus you, Darvish. Darvish has gotten up to a terrible start so far this season. Minus 180 for the Cubs, plus 150 for the Pirates. Over in the American League tonight, we have the Oakland Athletics against the Baltimore Orioles. Montas versus Dan Straley, making his first start for Baltimore since being claimed off waivers from the Miami Marlins. Minus 195 for Oakland, plus 165 for Baltimore. The Yankees will try to avoid a sweep versus the Houston Astros. James Paxton against Colin McHugh. Plus 105 for the Yankees, minus 125 for the Astros. Seattle Mariners against Kansas City Royals. Minus 170 for Seattle, plus 140 for Kansas City. And in interleague play, we have Minnesota against the Mets. The ground didn't pitch well, all that well last night. We'll see a Thor. Noah Syndergaard can do better tonight. It's Syndergaard versus Odorizzi. Minus 200 for the Mets, plus 170 for Jake Odorizzi and the Twins. Texas Rangers will be at the Arizona Diamondbacks, plus 125 for Texas, minus 145 for Arizona. Milwaukee against Los Angeles Angeles Angels. Brandon Woodruff, minus 160. Pena, plus 135. In baseball news today, Matt Carpenter looks like he has signed a contract extension with the St. Louis Cardinals. We've seen quite a few of these in the early going, either in spring training or in the beginning part of this season, as players may be worried about the upcoming CBA and the changes that might be made here. Bregman will be out of the line for the Houston Astros tonight. Has a slight hamstring strain there. Also, Tatis is out for the San Diego Padres. Lenny Dykstra is has officially sued Ron Darling in his book for libel about comments that Lenny Dykstra says he didn't make regarding racist taunts at Oil Can Boyd during, I believe, the 86 World Series. In the NFL, the uh, 
Austin Sarania Jenkins has signed with the New England Patriots to try and replace Rob Gronkowski here uh, in the in the NBA. NBA games tonight. We have lots of action in the NBA. Gold State will play Memphis, Oklahoma at Milwaukee, Dallas at San Antonio, Chicago at Philadelphia, Orlando at Charlotte, Indiana at Atlanta, Miami at Brooklyn, at Brooklyn Detroit at the Knicks, Minnesota at Denver, Sacramento at Portland, Utah at Los Angeles. That Utah game, Utah is plus three, 275, Los Angeles minus 345. Uh, we also have Sacramento's plus 150, Portland minus 180, Minnesota plus 630, Denver minus 880. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decision. Ready, Rage Radio has begun. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. iHeart Radio now on YouTube as well. I am Gabriel Morenci on this uh, sunny day uh, in New York as it is um, hashtag NHL Playoff Hockey Day. There's always a hashtag for something. Every damn day is uh, hashtag this day, hashtag uh, that day. So it's hashtag let's, uh, let's do this day. Uh, right now as the playoffs are set to begin. We're a couple of hours away. We got a freaking stacked uh, show, man. Uh, Mark Lawrence going to join us, as he always does. Mark Lawrence every Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk some baseball, basketball, Masters, um, um, and, and NHL, whatever's on Mark's uh, mind, whatever uh, whatever the playbook and the database has uh, got for us. Uh, Lou Gamblu, uh will join us. We've got UFC, pretty cool card uh, this week, actually. We've got UFC. Uh, this week, and uh, Lou's a big hockey uh, gambler as well. So Lou, gamblu.com on the radar. Uh, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, will check in from Las Vegas as he has been on a daily basis. He'll be on at the same time uh, with Lou. Uh, that should be an interesting uh, segment and uh, an hour in, in the 5 o'clock hour. Look forward to that. In the 6 o'clock hour, we got Brady Cannon, who's uh, one of the top uh, golf handicappers in the business. Uh, out of Las Vegas, and we've got George Kurtz in for Cam Stewart this week. What's going on, George? What's going on, Gabe? You know, I, I had to move my backdrop here, if you noticed, from the past couple of days, as I have a, a leak in my ceiling that I'm currently watching drip, drip, drip. So I had to change positions in the uh, in my man room here. Not happy about this. No, it's okay. It's okay. I figured, you know, you were just changing, and is that is that a Tampa Bay Ray first place uh, AL East banner 2019 behind you or is that Gabe? Sure. I can't tell. You know, it, listen, Gabe. I think I think you talked about it yesterday. If you could find a sports book that I still has a good price for Tampa Bay Rays finishing first, I might want to take it. I mean, the Yankees are a mess with injuries. The Red Sox can't pitch their way out of a, uh, a you know paper bag right now. They're in trouble. So I might want to bet on the Rays here. But it's a long season. I still think when injuries happen and the Rays are going to go through it, that's when it'll uh, we'll find out how good a team they really are. That's the thing. And right now, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook have the Rays at uh, plus 360. Still not bad odds, actually. Plus 360. Not bad at all. I'd put some money uh, on that. It's a freaking merit. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, you put two, three hundred bucks on that. You're thinking over a thousand bucks. 
you know, you're getting a little bit of a head start, but we've seen this before. I remember a few years ago, George, um, you know, this is about three years ago. And, you know, before because Milwaukee been pretty good for the last two years. So I'll say it was about three years ago. Milwaukee had a five and a half game lead at the All-Star break over the Chicago Cubs. And the Milwaukee Brewers, like, plus 400 to win a division still. And the Chicago Cubs, like, you know, minus 200. And I remember me and Cam looking at it. We're like, man, like, man, they got a five and a half game lead. And we both said, but, you know, they'll probably fall apart. I swear to God, George, within like the first week of post-All-Star baseball, the Cubs were in first place. As an Expo fan, I see it all the time. Oh, yeah, the Expos. like, Like, there's different levels where you'll fall apart. All right, let's roll. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Vegas. He'll check uh, check in with us in about an hour's time. Lou Gamblue.com will join us. Uh, we got uh, Brady Cannon from uh, Wager Talk. Going to talk about the Masters. We got Mark Lawrence to talk about whatever he wants to talk about right now. Mark Lawrence joins us. What's going on, Mark? Holy hey, shit. Hey, game. How, how you okay. doing, Mark? I apologize for that. You know, it seems um, whatever. Like, I, I'm sorry, Mark. How you, how you doing? I'm doing great, guy. How you doing? Good, 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 good stuff. About to have a meltdown 13 minutes into this show, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day people will learn how to use an effing phone properly, but um, we appreciate you joining us, Mark. It'd just be yeah, nice to say to hello to always. the guest and then, like, the guest actually be there, but I guess it's it's asking too much. I know. Um, so, Mark, thanks for joining us, nevertheless. Hey, my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed the uh, NCAA games, especially that championship game Monday night. Um, I did because I had Virginia and I had the over. There you go. Nice. I did. Yeah, because I had Virginia and I had the uh, I had Virginia and I had the over. Um, it wasn't, you know, I didn't crush this tournament. I didn't get crushed either. It was just sort of it was up and down the entire tournament. But it's always nice to have strong. And I'm very proud of the fact that I had. Uh, I had uh, Kyle Guy to win most outstanding player at plus 440. So oh, I hit sweet. Virginia, I hit the over, and then I hit the most outstanding player um, as well. So, uh, well, we can't live in the past, uh, Mark. So uh, Masters Golf, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs set to begin. We don't have all the, the matchups yet in the NBA playoffs, but uh, what are you looking at uh, this week? Well, you know, it's going to be interesting how things shake out here tonight. Uh, you know, you've got uh, a big battle for the eighth spot in the Western Conference. And, uh, you know, it could go well down to the last game when the Clippers play the Jazz. If things fall right for the Clippers, 
you know, they get San Antonio, Milwaukee winning, or they get uh, Oklahoma City and Dallas winning. Uh, Dallas winning isn't likely, but uh, if San Antonio and Milwaukee win, the Clippers could well be playing to avoid Golden State, and that would be a huge, huge caveat carrot for the Clippers going into that game tonight. That's a very good point, and there's a couple of angles like that, actually. So the game's of importance uh, this evening, specifically the Detroit Pistons. Pistons laying a ton of points uh, tonight, but the key is, and we saw this last night, I was on Memphis last night, Mark, and it, what, what a big comeback. A big comeback uh, by the Memphis Grizzlies uh, in, in the Memphis Grizzly game. Memphis were up big. Detroit would have been toast uh, if they didn't come back. They did come back. Now you have the Pistons laying a ton of points against uh, the Knicks tonight. Pistons didn't cover last night, but they got the win. And uh, same thing, the standings, they don't count point spreads. We only count point spreads here, Mark. So the standings don't count point spreads, but how much uh, opposition are the Knicks going to give the Pistons tonight? Well, I think uh, the edge that Detroit may have had, uh, they don't. Uh, one of the things I look at last game of the season, Gabe, is uh, unrested teams playing rested teams because a lot of these teams without rest have got their golf bags packed. They could care less about the game tonight, and these rested teams take full advantage of that. Just on the blind, as I'm telling you, that they're 62-90 and 90 to the spread these unrested teams against rested teams the final game of the season. So you've got a handful of those games tonight. It doesn't work in the Pistons' next game, but you're paying that price for the Pistons in this must-win situation. And uh, who was it? Teddy Zaransky, our good buddy in Vegas, says that he, well, his statement was, if it's a must-win game, you must not be a very good basketball team. Yeah, and I've always said, too, whenever people talk about uh, betting on teams that need the game, Oh, they need this game. Well, if they need exactly, if they need the game in the last game of the year, they probably have problems. <laughs> like they're yes, not, they do. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not an imperfect team uh, to be betting on. So speaking of which, and looking into the database here, Orlando five and one away versus unrested foes. Now Orlando is playing for seeding still right now, but so are the Brooklyn Nets, and you have Charlotte, who are still in this. Right? Charlotte's looking to win, and they need Detroit to lose. Uh, but Charlotte are still playing for something. They're laying the points, and I'm not. I don't know if I want to lay the points uh, with with Brooklyn tonight. But another seem, seemingly good situation, Mark, is the fact that last night, very emotional night, Dwayne Wade's last home game. Uh, Miami eliminated from the playoffs, so it's that exhale of well, that's that. You know, it was an 81 game run. They're eliminated, and Brooklyn are still playing. Uh, for something. Brooklyn are trying to hang on to the sixth seed as, a, as opposed to falling to the seventh seed. And Brooklyn have been a very good team all year, man. They've been playing with a lot of pride all year, Mark. And one thing with Brooklyn, they're 41 and 40 right now. They're taking on a Miami team that played last night out of the playoffs. Dwayne Wade's last game. Uh, this game doesn't matter to the Miami Heat uh, here tonight. And Brooklyn's 41 and 40. And I guarantee you, the guys on this team and Coach Atkinson and stuff, they don't want to finish 500. They want to be 42 and 40, and they want to hang on uh, to the seating. They're going to want to win their last home game of the year. I think Brooklyn could be in a good situational spot tonight, too, Mark. I agree with that, Gabe. You know, they're, they're, Brooklyn happens to be one of those rested teams playing an unrested Miami squad who, as you mentioned, comes out that huge emotional win for Dwayne Wade last night in Miami. And while Wade has gone on record as saying he will play in this game tonight, speculation is that if he does, he won't be seeing any more than 10 minutes of play. I think he's just going to make a courtesy call, if you will, in this basketball game here tonight. I can see the Nets 
coming up pretty good here tonight. And uh, what else do we have? So out west, as you stated, you've got, you know, there's, they're jockeying for positioning. It's not the same desperation uh, as, as the teams, you know, battling to get into to the playoff as a whole. But uh, we'll keep our eye on that. Now, Cam's in Vegas. We got George Kurtz uh, in for, uh, for the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. And uh, he's a big Yankee guy. And uh, looking at the coffee club, Mark, I see that uh, James Paxton, uh, guys, is in a good spot tonight, or at least historically. Uh, we should note uh, Sanchez not playing. Sanchez out of the lineup uh, here this evening. But uh, looking at Paxton's numbers uh, in this spot, uh, Paxton, 6-1. 6-1, uh, last seven starts against the uh, the Houston Astros. Little baseball. Yeah, he, was nice, he was a nice pickup by the Yankees. Uh, Paxton was. I think in the end up, end up uh, by the time the season's over here, he'll end up being, I think, a mainstay on this pitching staff. And uh, with this history that he's got coming into this game here tonight, that's good. He's also cashed gave, by the way, five straight starts in the month of April. So he usually tends to get out to a pretty good start. Does Paxton here? And while you've got Colin McHugh for Houston in a contract year. Uh, and you expect good things from him in a contract year. Three Houston starters are playing under contract years this year, so they could end up being uh, good, the staff overall. But I like the situation favoring Paxton and the Yankees in this game tonight. The uh, Yankees come in tonight, George, 5-6 uh, and six against, uh, the, the, uh, against the Astros, losing two straight. What do you think, Kurtz, tonight of the Yankees? You're, you're, our, you're our Yankee insider. Well, you know, they better start playing some good fundamental baseball. That was an ugly game last night. I mean, uh, Frazier diving for balls that are a foot off the ground. He should have caught both. Gardner misplays the ball. Gardner decides, hey, I'm going to bunt the ball and then not run. And it's a double play. I mean, these are basic stuff that has to be done now. And the Yankees didn't they didn't do it last night. They deserve to lose that game. And you're going to have to explain to me why Sanchez needs this night off. He's one of your best hitters. The Yankees, we know, are having trouble hitting all the injuries. And they have a day off tomorrow. So you really needed to give Sanchez two days off? I mean, I don't, I don't get this. We're 10 games into the season. I'm sorry, 11 games. Why does Sanchez need a day off tonight? I, I can't disagree. Especially, I think you, you don't want to get swept. You need, you need to start getting some wins. Tampa Bay's already off and running, and we're talking about it, Mark. This Tampa team, I know it's early and it's baseball, and there's always a few teams that get off to these crazy starts, and people forget about it by the time it's September. Uh, but Tampa did win 90-plus games uh, last year. Nine and three. Look like they can win win again right now, Mark. Um, and improve to ten and three potentially. It's a dangerous Tampa Bay Rays team. You're in Florida. You know all about it. Hang in here, Mark. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Mark Lords. Talk a little baseball. We'll see if he's got anything for the Masters uh, for us. Uh, we got a stack show. We're gonna set the Vegas, Brady Cannon, Cam Stewart, and Blue.com and more. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions that he plays radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're in conversation uh, with Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Uh, 
the college uh, basketball season uh, is done. The NBA playoffs uh, set to begin. Um, Mark, in past years, the Golden State Warriors have seemingly, um, it's been like, wow, no one's beating the Warriors. Like, we've had that feeling for the last, like, you know, five years, essentially. You know, four or five years that the Warriors have just been the, the ultimate class in the league. Sort of feels like there's a little bit of a window that they're not completely invincible. I still think they're going to raise it up a notch once the playoffs start. But this year's playoffs, specifically, too, in Eastern Conference, Cleveland's not the dominant team anymore. The Raptors, the Bucks, the Sixers, all very, very elite quality teams that can beat anybody on a nightly basis. Um, who are you looking at with the NBA playoffs at the start as far as futures are concerned? I think the Milwaukee Bucks gave, can give uh, Golden State all they want this season, if for no other reason, I think the Greek freak is the MVP of the league. And, uh, you know, you look at their home and their road records for Milwaukee this year, they they go toe-to-toe with anybody in the league. But they have to first get out of the Eastern Conference, which is no gimme, uh, unquestionably. But uh, I think with the, with the East being down a little bit, if for no other reason LeBron James' his presence is no longer in the East, I don't see a team denying Milwaukee out of the East. And if it happens... Golden's got to get through that Western Conference gauntlet, uh, you know, being the superior conference. And uh, they've been known to beat each other up, Western Conference teams have in the postseason here. So I'm going to take a flyer on Milwaukee to win this whole thing and cut the nets down. Uh, I'd be stunned, if, like everybody else, if Golden State doesn't make it there. But keep this thought in mind about the Warriors when they do make it to the postseason. For all the success they've had, They've been real big-time money burners in the postseason when laying double digits. And because of the popularity of this basketball team, you're going to see a few double-digit point spreads for the Golden State Warriors this postseason. Yeah, and one thing that's been profitable as well in the postseason, Mark, has been Warriors to the under. You know, because the Warriors are one of these teams where and more people in the public start to bet the playoffs in the NBA. And then, you know, people... People think, oh, look, you know, they have Curry, they have Durant, they have all this offense and stuff that they're going to be higher scoring games. But they actually clamp down on defense like Houston and Golden State were like money to the under um, last year. And something interesting about Milwaukee, and I know that it was in, in the coffee club, uh, Mark, about teams that and it's unbelievable, guys. Milwaukee have like more than 45 double digit wins this year. It's only happened seven times in the history of the NBA that a team won 45 or more games by double digits. The Milwaukee Bucks are uh, are one of those teams. Every team that did this before has won the NBA championship. Puts Milwaukee in a pretty good spot. I got to tell you, you know, it's, it's, I think it's going to come down to Milwaukee. It could come down to Milwaukee and Toronto, and we'll have the Greek Freak versus Kawhi Leonard, which could be uh, pretty, pretty damn epic, Mark. Yeah, that would be worth the price of admission to see those two players going at it in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you have to wonder if they would wear one another down. I don't know about that for sure, but uh, uh, I have a feeling that Milwaukee will get past Toronto in that series and, like I say, await the winner from the West, which I think could end up being a little bit out of oxygen by the time they get to those championship conference final rounds. All right, Mark, before we get you out of here, we got Brady Cannon coming on later. We're going to talk some golf and I'm not, I'm not like the biggest golf guy. I play DFS on, I play fantasy golf on a weekly basis, and I usually bet. I'll bet once in a while on a tournament, but I'll bet on the major tournament, sort of like horse. 
Like, you know, like people with horses. They'll bet the Kentucky. They'll bet the Triple Crown races. But they're not betting, you know, Gulfstream every day or Santa Anita or Woodbine uh, every day. Um, so I did actually put in a couple of futures. I went to the sports book earlier in the day, and I got a couple of tickets in. What are you doing for the Masters uh, this week? Well, I like to ride a lot of the tales of Brady Cannon, and I don't want to steal his luster. I want to let him explain the Masters and where he's looking at coming from <laughs> there. <laughs> but I will say this, that uh, having followed this uh, leading into the Masters here, I've been on Matsuyama for quite a few years here, and I think he's ready for a breakthrough, a breakthrough tournament, this particular tournament. Now, I think the wise guy golfer is going to end up being John Rahm, uh, the guy that everybody's going to want to support. So I think between those two, uh, I think you have a, maybe a decent chance of cashing a ticket between Matsuyama and Rom. Those would be my two selections. I'm holding tickets uh, for both those golfers in my hand right now, Mr. Lawrence. There you go. Uh, and I'm sure Brady, Brady will confirm that as well. <laughs> All right, Sam, so we look forward to talking to Brady. Uh, okay, Mark, so we encourage people to check out playbook.com. Uh, uh, you can get the Daily uh, Coffee Club. It's great. It's a great morning briefing, guys. You're like the president. You get a morning briefing, except uh, it's basically uh, daily trends. And, uh, you know, football season's around the corner. I'm sure Mark's already starting to work uh, on on um, on the 2019 uh, previews. But a couple of trends coming from the coffee club uh, here tonight. Uh, Lynn tonight, 6-1 and one versus uh, the D-backs uh, for the Rangers. And as Mark noted, in the last games of the year here, especially when teams have tapped out and they, they don't, it doesn't matter, it's more of a show than anything, right? It's the last game of the year. Guys want to pad their stats, and no one's going to get in anybody's way for the most uh, part. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, 7-0 and to the over, guys. Last seven last games of the year, the Minnesota Timberwolves are 7-0 and to the over in game 82. The Denver Nuggets are 8-1 and to the over at home when playing against teams seeking triple revenge. So it looks like we could have a track meet in store this evening. Check out uh, the coffee club, playbook.com. Mark, it's always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. And my pleasure, as always, Gabe. And beginning next week, I'll start to fill you in a little bit on some of the great stats we're going to pick up for the college football season in the magazine. I'm looking forward to it, Mark. Thanks for the time. Be good. Enjoy the games. Thanks, Gabe. Uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us, uh, uh, playbook.com. As uh, Mark Lawrence's uh, college football preview, uh, second to none. And time goes by fast, guys. Listen, next week, once we get through this Masters stuff and the NBA uh, playoffs start tomorrow, we'll know the matchups and the series prices. But then next week, I think it's time to start talking about the NFL, uh, the NFL uh, draft. And, of, uh, of course, we've got the, uh, the NHL playoffs uh, that are set to begin. Um, I got a ticket here now, George. You want tickets, buddy. You thought I had a lot of tickets uh, the other night. I can't even, like, we got a stack. Like, I could actually assault someone with this. Like, <laughs> I, I could attack I could attack them uh, with, with these tickets. But I want to show people, this is a shout-out to our boys. So it's Greg Bynan of, uh, of the Red Felt, the card show. Bynan's like a high roller. So he's like, you going? And he goes, I heard you're going to the book. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to the book. He just cranks out a $100 bill. And he goes, uh, put uh, 50 bucks on Hideki Matsuyama. And then he goes, uh, put the other 50 on that Kiradash Afro Barnrat guy. <laughs> so here, here we have the ticket here, his Kiradash Afro Barnrat ticket. Cam's going to love this one. He's going to get a kick out of this. So Kiradash Afro Barnrat, 
Uh, it's 300 to 1, George. Damn. 300 to 1 for him to win the Masters. $50 pays $15,050. Yeah. yeah. You get your $50 back in. Uh, buddy at the window is like, I like your style when he saw the odds. I didn't tell him <laughs> it's not mine. I was just, it's one of these deals. He's not winning the Masters, but at this at this price, hey, he's got so he's got fifteen thousand dollars if Kiridash Asha Barn Rat wins uh, right here. He's got uh, Kiridash Asha Barn Rat, and he played also. He played Hideki Matsuyama. I played Hideki too. I didn't get into the, the Kiridak uh, Alpha Barn Rat, but we'll go through all of our tickets here and golf picks and uh, and hockey picks. We'll go through the games, the series is. I uh, I bet on. Uh, I couldn't resist, Kurtz. I bet on every NHL game tonight, too. Everyone. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure that's the greatest strategy on the, on the planet, but uh, well, who'd you bet on? Well, you would have told well, me that the other night when you didn't think it was a great strategy when I had 16 you're right, tickets you went the other night. Three. You're right. You went 13-3. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a, high, uh, I'm a high, uh, high, uh, high output trader. It's like the stock market. You know what I mean? I have so World many tickets series. here. I have to put them together by sport. Well, that's what I. That's what I do anyway, right? Uh, I mean that. I'm, I'm an anal person, so I, I would do that anyway. I'm an organized person, so I don't want to have to go. Look, okay, I got a hockey or baseball. Oh, uh, then I have to keep flipping through props. I keep my props separate too uh, during football season, so uh, I tend to separate all my stuff. Hell, if I'm during I football not, season, I have the one o'clock, four o'clock game separated too. <laughs> I am not an organized person. <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, I, I'll be, it'll drive me insane if I'm, if I'm not, if I don't have the tickets a certain way, because I, I don't like looking for things. So, you know, if I, if I don't remember a bet because I have too many, I, I, I don't want to have to spend, you know, 38 seconds looking for it. I want it now. All right. So, look, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got, uh, all right, I've got NBA basketball, NHL hockey, Major League Baseball, and Masters tickets. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine. I've got nine NHL playoff tickets in my hand here. I've got nine. Although I think one of them is actually a future. I was going to say, there's only eight series. Yeah, but I, I got nine bets. Bet overs, too. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of options you can bet on here, Kurtz. Come on. So how oh, many yeah, total bets you have tonight? I actually, I actually have the. I bet a little future on the Nashville Predators to win the Stanley Cup. I thought you didn't like him way. yesterday. Changed my mind. <laughs> no, I, I said. Crazy what 24 hours can do. No, what I said was, I said I think that the Nashville Predators, I said they can either lose in the first round or win the Stanley Cup. And everyone's talking about the Dallas Stars upsetting him and stuff. I think the Predators have a chip on their shoulder after last year's disappointment. Hey, listen, Renee, uh, pick a Renee worries me. I'm not going to dispute that. Uh, but at the same point in time, small pick. They're a very talented team. They can beat anybody on a nightly basis. They're capable of winning the Stanley Cup. And for the record, well, we'll tell you who he thinks is going to play in the Stanley Cup on the other side. We'll find out what Kurt says as well. Same time decision. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. George Kurtz uh, in for uh, Cam Stewart. Lou uh, com uh, will join us uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, as will Cam, although, you know, Cam's probably all uh, lit up now. But it's day three. It's, he's been pretty sober, actually, the two times we've spoken to him. Day one, he sounded rattled. And um, yesterday, he sounded... He had a bad yeah, yeah. flight, but he's allowed. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'm just texting him now to remind him, 509. I'll tell him, no, 209. I don't want to confuse him, 209. Yeah, you uh, will be on. Pacific you time. will be on with Lou. All right. I'm sure Cam, uh, yeah, Cam, Cam's going to be, uh, he'll be into it today already. NHL playoff day. All he has to do is call in the show for a little while. He'll have a couple of drinks. I'll, I'll get to the bottom of it. I know him well. Like, I'll ask him, what are you drinking? What's in your hand? And if he hesitates, we'll know. Like, <laughs> I, I can tell. Like, I, I can read him well. <laughs> but he was doing well, right? We talked to him yesterday. His betting was going well. He was winning. It seemed like he was seems winning to be, anyway. Seems to would be winning every damn pick that he makes. Um, so, even, he, hit, even hit Virginia uh, the other night on a future. Oh, yeah, here he is. He sounds very excited. Instead of <laughs> looking forward to it, he responds, okay. <laughs> Maybe things have gone downhill since we last talked to him. Well, that's the thing. You can always be doing well with the games, but things can uh, things can uh, turn ugly quickly uh, when 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 you're on the tables. All right. Uh, so so we mentioned we talked a little NBA basketball. Let's get the NBA out of the way. We'll get to the NHL right now. So NBA tonight. I played a parlay here, guys. I played the Detroit Pistons and the Brooklyn Nets money line parlay. Like minus 130. And um, so the Detroit Pistons, they beat the New York Knicks. They're in the playoffs. They beat the Knicks. They're in the playoffs. Now, Detroit did play last night. But still, does it does it matter? They're playing the New York Knicks this evening. Now, the Knicks have already basically clinched. They can't do anything more as far as their draft standing is concerned. So they could hypothetically show up tonight. But they still suck. Um, Detroit's going to beat them. I don't think Detroit will will blow this now and lose to the Knicks uh, here tonight. And the Brook we mentioned, so we're going against the Knicks and we're taking the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we talked about this. The Miami Heat played last night. Dwayne Wade's last home game, very emotional night. They won the game, but they got eliminated from the playoffs. And we always see this. There's always that next game after. All right? There's that next game after, George. You see it all the time in baseball. You know, when a team clinches a division on September 17th or whatever, they always lose September 18th. They get hammered the night that they party. get hammered yeah, after. You party the night before. You don't care anymore. You yeah, lose that and it's just sort of, yeah, and even if you're not smashed, I'm not saying everyone goes out and does heroin, but you know what I mean? But 
<laughs> it's even not subconscious. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? It's you like, lose doesn't the matter. Edge. You lose the adrenaline. The game is you not do. important anymore. These, these you exhale. Like you got clenched yeah, exactly. fist, but suddenly you're not. It's like, ah, you, 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 you let your guard down. So you, you imagine Miami, 81-game grind, Dwayne Wade. Last night, they're, they're rolling. It's in New York. You know, they're just rolling in New York thinking, man, whatever. I'm going to go out get a nice dinner in New York. <laughs> we'll go play the last game of the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Miami are going to be like, whatever. And Brooklyn, trying to hang on to the sixth seed. If they win, they keep it. And I'm telling you, Brooklyn have pride, guys. They're 41 and 40. They don't want to be a 500 team. They look at themselves as better than a 500 team. And plus, they don't want to lose their last game, fall to the seventh spot. It's pick your poison. You get the Philadelphia 76ers or you get the Toronto Raptors. Either way, it's not going to be easy for the Brooklyn Nets. I would argue that they have a better chance. And I know that they beat the Raptors earlier this year. I know because I was at the game. But you guys also know after that game, the Raptors kicked the crap out of them like uh, a couple of times. Just to let them know, hey, by the way, you know, you caught us uh, off guard that night. I think the Raptors would sort of easily, easily handle I think they would easily handle the uh, the Nets, but and uh, Philadelphia are very dangerous. But the thing with Philadelphia is they're volatile, they're hostile. Like Embiid could get suspended, you can get under his skin. They might start arguing with each other. Philadelphia probably beats Brooklyn as well, guys. I'm not saying the Nets are going to beat them, but Philadelphia is sort of combustible a little bit. So I played that money line parlay, and uh, I put a little bit on Charlotte uh, tonight on the money line. Same thing, Orlando playing for seeding, but Orlando were in the playoffs. Charlotte needs the game to win, and it's their last home game of the year. So um, that's our NBA. We'll get back to our best bets, and uh, we've got uh, we got a stack of hockey tickets uh, here, Kurtz. I'm ready to rock and roll, and we'll start off. I took your New York Islanders tonight. Well, I think this is the night I might take the Islanders as well. The fans are going to blow the roof off this place. It's going to be loud. Not that I truly think this kills Pittsburgh. They're a veteran team. I don't think they care all that much. But if the Islanders are going to win a game in, at home in this series, it has to be tonight. Has to be. If they lose tonight, they're in trouble. You know, I pick Pittsburgh in six. If, they lose, if the Islanders lose tonight, they'll be Pittsburgh in five. I think Pittsburgh will just roll through here. But all the advantages point, point to the Islanders tonight. They have to take care of business here. I like the Islanders tonight as well. Yeah, it's funny because I do think the Pittsburgh uh, – I do think Pittsburgh's going to beat them. I think Pittsburgh will ultimately win the series, but I think this is the spot tonight, 7.30 Eastern time, uh, NBC uh, Sports Network, the series uh, gets the NBC Sports Network uh, treatment. And listen, the Pittsburgh Penguins have had uh, have had success against uh, the Islanders over the years um, in the postseason. Now, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find what the Pittsburgh Penguins are in game ones. Trying to find out what they are in game ones of uh, of playoff series. I just, I can't find it. Like, that's the one thing with NHL stuff. It's such a pain in the ass, man. It takes you hours to find cool stats. Other leagues are more on top of this, but when the New York Islanders uh, lost the yeah, seventh game in the first round of 2015 playoffs, looked like it was a wrap for NASA. It's been 1,444 days. Since the last uh, home playoff game there. Has it really been that long? Damn. 
Yeah. Uh, it's been forever yeah. since the Islanders have hosted a uh, have hosted a series. The game one started at the Coliseum. I think that goes back to '86 or '88. I forget which one it is. One of those two. And I don't think they played a game seven at the Coliseum or whatever they what they call it, NYCB now, uh, since '78 against Toronto. They lost that one actually. So uh, like I, said, I think that I think they're gonna blow the roof off tonight. The Islander fans will give the Islanders that adrenaline, that extra edge here. But it still it all comes out to scoring, and that extra edge. I, Penguins are a veteran team. Yeah, it's going to be loud, but I think they're somewhat used to this. And a lot of these guys played the last time the Penguins played the Islanders. And I'm pretty sure the last time they played the Islanders, you know, the Coliseum was just as loud. So I think that's yeah, why yeah. the Islanders are going to be totally crushed by this. Loudness doesn't matter. Like uh, like you said. Like, people are like, oh, it's going to be right. People, I heard people talk about, when it, oh, it's going to be rocking. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Sidney Crosby cares about how loud it is. Um, now, we can't discount. You know, when we hear about, like, it's going to be rocking, we can't discount what it means for the home team. Home teams do feed off of this. Even the Golden State Warriors were talking about it. They said, you know, when the fans aren't into it, you know, remember they lost one night at home, and Clay Thompson said the fans suck. And he said if the fans don't get into it, they don't, they, they you know, they, they feed off the fans. And I think the New York Islanders really do uh, feed off the fans, as we saw that night against Tavares, right, in, in you know, the first uh, the first game, and then and then we saw reality was a little different the second time they played. So I, I could see, yeah, the bar it's going to be rocking in there tonight without a doubt. But I don't think it intimidates Pittsburgh. I think it just sort of motivates the Islanders. It helps the Islanders uh, a little bit. And really, listen, the big key to the Islanders to me is Barry Trotz as well. We're talking about a guy that had been successful. He can calm people down before the game, after the first period, even on the bench. Because there's going to be a lot of guys on the Islanders that are going to be really fired up, man, after that national anthem uh, tonight. I'm looking at a low-scoring game. I took the New York Islanders and uh, under five and a half. That's the difference with Trotz, guys. They went the, the Islanders gave up the most goals in the league last year. This year, they gave up the least goals in the league. It's unbelievable. They went from 293 to 196. 97 less goals, George. Very impressive. And you think about it, it's for the same defensive core. It's the same guys. The only difference was Devin Taze got called up, uh, what, in December. You know, and uh, Taze is good. He's not the, uh, the answer to all this. Uh, Leonard and Goal has been a uh, godsend as well. Grease is uh, the other starter that he was there last year as well. But the defense is the same. It's just a different system. Trotz has a better system, and the Islanders have responded to it. You know, maybe they responded to the coach, the fact that it's Trotz, you know, a guy who's legitimate. You know, you can't, and that's not Doug Wade. It's not uh, Gordon, you know, the the other guys, these Islanders, uh, you know, the Garth Snow High that really weren't true uh, coaches that people respected here. Yeah, you've got a guy that won. Well, it's Trotz, yeah. uh, By the way, Trotz, one and two against Pittsburgh in his his career as far as playoff series is concerned, but that one win was last year. Obviously, a different team in Washington. But uh, tonight's a mu- in my mind, you hate to say game one's a must-wins game. I really do hate that. But I think the Islanders have to win tonight. Because I think if they lose tonight, I think the series is over quickly. I think by next week, the Islanders are out. Uh, the Islanders, listen, they've had a great season. Sort of like Carolina, no matter what happens, you've already had a successful season. Nobody picked the Islanders to make the playoffs. I didn't. After losing Tavares. And to make the playoffs and have as good a season as they have had, congratulations. But you have to win tonight. I, like I said, I think if they lose tonight, it'll be a huge letdown. And it'll be over in five. I agree. I, I I completely agree as well. The, I think everything's on the line here tonight as far as the, the, the way that the series goes. If the Islanders win the game tonight, still, we're still looking, you know, Pittsburgh, 
Pittsburgh's not losing Six. sleep at all tonight. Yeah. The Islanders no, it, it, lose it, it, tonight. This series is over. Like like you said, there's, you know, Crosby, you know, even if they get one Pittsburgh, you're in a lot of trouble. Cros- dude, Crosby's, he's a killer. He's an assassin, this guy. And, you know, they, there's Pittsburgh. They haven't, they're not their best regular season, but we've talked about it. Matt Murray has a tendency of playing better in the postseason. He's played his best hockey in the playoffs. Sort of like a Corey Crawford type. You know what I mean? No one ever thinks that Corey Crawford's one of the best goalies in the league, but he's good enough in the playoffs. And that's the way I look at Murray. Murray's played his best hockey uh, in the playoffs before. It's five and a half. You know, at least it's not five. They're not giving us a six because we'd all hammer the under. But I sprinkled. I didn't go massive. I'm not going to look. I have a lot of tickets here, guys. But I didn't, you know, I went bigger on a few of the other games. Uh, but I you know, I put even money here. I got the Islanders and I got the under here. So I got the Islanders to win at minus 115. And I've got the uh, the under five and a half uh, as well here, George. Islanders to win and under five and a half. One thing that worries me about the under, not not in this series, but in all series, is that in the NHL, we're seeing teams pull these goalies now with two and a half minutes left. You know, so, you know, it's 3-1. It can easily be 4-1. They'll keep the goalie pulled. It's a playoff game. They don't care about losing by three, four goals. They'll keep the goalie pulled here. Especially if it's 3-2. That would really scare the crap out of me. Uh, since they pull the goalie so early, you can easily get two empty net goals. So that's the one thing that would worry me in all these series as far as betting the under. I hate... Uh... I hate uh, I hate the pulling the goalie stuff. Like I I don't like pulling the goalie with two three minutes left. I wouldn't do it. I, I I don't I don't mind pulling the goalie if I was a coach. I'm more of the you know one minute guy. You know what I mean one minute I can live with a minute and fifteen or whatever. But I don't know. There's been there's we it seems like we argue this every year to be honest. So I should almost get my, my, my numbers ready because people are going to challenge me on this. Every year I bring this up, and is it worth it to pull the goalie? Will you score or will you get scored on? Mike Keenan once pulled the goalie with eight minutes left, and they didn't give up a goal. I don't know how that's possible, but it was a regular season game. He got so pissed off. There were so many shots on goal. He said, you guys aren't helping the goalie, so whatever. And he told the goalie, come here. <laughs> From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we did a little number crunching here, George. Uh, over the last 10 years in the National Hockey League, over the 10-year span, 70% of the time when the net, net is empty, 70% of goals scored when the net is empty are scored by the team shooting at the empty net. <laughs> so is it worth it for that 30% like, chance? I don't think so. I've watched a lot of hockey, man, in my life, all right? I've been around a long time, and you know how many times I've seen it, man, in a 2-1 hockey game, and the coach panics, and he pulls the goalie with, like, two minutes and 30 seconds left, 
and like it's like two one all game or something. You just can't score on the other goalie. You're like, I, we can't score on this guy. And it's like, man, we got to pull a goalie. It's our only chance we're gonna get. You pull the goalie with like two three minutes left. Boom, the other team scores. Game over. I hate pulling a goalie. Like I'm, to me, pulling the goalie's the last resort. Like, oh shit, man. There's a minute left. Pull the goalie. We don't have a choice. Like. I, I'm a last-minute type guy, George. I don't believe in pulling the goalie too early. Well, it's a new phenomenon, pulling in with two and a half, two, two and a half. It used to be, what, between 50 and 120, right? 50 seconds, 120. As soon as you get control, you pull the goalie. But now it's game theory. Game theory says the earlier you pull, it, the better chance you have. I think it also might depend on what type of game you're playing. You A 2-1 game, I probably am more likely to pull the goalie with two minutes. But a 6-5 game, I'm probably waiting. Right? It's, it's, it's already wide open as it is. And you got your chances here. But if you're against a goalie who's just a, a brick wall in net, it's, it's his night, you know, then I might pull it early, get that extra attacker out there. Um, let me ask you this. Same situation, though, but you're on a power play. Does a power play make you more likely to add the extra attacker to get a two-man advantage or less likely because, hey, you already got a one-man. I don't want the cheap goal, especially since they can ice it for free. Yeah, that's, that's, that's almost like are you doubling up at blackjack. Exactly. It's funny. It's funny because my strategy changes. I don't like the extra attacker, but if I have the man advantage, I almost want to go all in on it. You know what I mean? I almost want to go all in. But the thing is, you can't because with the extra attacker, there's no icing. Suddenly, you're giving him a free shot. And if there's one thing you realize in today's day and age, guys used to snipe at the empty net more often than they do now. It's like there's a big it's a big problem if you shoot at the empty net and you miss and you get a face off like the coach is going to kill you. Like if looks could kill in hockey guys, if you're that jackass that shoots at the empty net and misses, oh, you got a problem. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast and remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show and thanks for listening. I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Fantasy News Update. The NHL's second season begins tonight as the Stanley Cup playoffs open up action here. Columbus will play at Tampa Bay at 7 p.m., Pittsburgh at the New York Islands at 7.30, St. Louis at Winnipeg at 8 p.m., Dallas at Nashville at 9.30 p.m., Vegas at San Jose at 10.30 p.m. Tomorrow we'll have the other three matchups here, Toronto at Boston, Carolina at Washington, Colorado at Calgary. In that Colorado series, Miko Rantanen is expected to play. In the San Jose series, Timo Meyer also expected to play for the San Jose Sharks. The NHL held their draft lottery last night, and the New Jersey Devils were the big winners here, and they will have the opportunity to draft either Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. There's a name for you. Capo Carpo Caco? Whichever way you want to go with it. Whichever one they don't draft, the New York Rangers, who also are winners in the lottery, they went from 6-2. to two. Devils went from 3-1. to one. They will, they will draft the other one. The Rangers will either get Hughes or Kako, and the Devils will get the other here. I guess big wins for the metropolitan area here in the NHL draft lottery. But the Devils, it's their second time winning in the past three seasons. In the Major League Baseball, we have one final already today. Tigers took, took care of business and beat Trevor Bauer 4-1 to today. Matthew Boyd continues his impressive pitching. He's only 1-1 one one on the season, but he's got to a fantastic start. Boyd. Six innings, four hits, one run, one earned uh, earn run, two walks, and six strikeouts. 
Shane Green gets his eighth save of the season, one innings pitch and a strikeout there. Trevor Bauer takes the loss, only five and two-thirds innings, gave up ten hits to the Tigers. Four runs, all earned, a walk, seven strikeouts, gave two home runs. Those home runs were to Hicks and Goodrum there for the Tigers. Padres and Giants, they are tied at one at the bottom of the fifth inning. Good pitching matchup here. Marjavacious, four of San, San Diego, four and one-third innings, four hits, one run, it was earned, two strikeouts. Derek Rodriguez, five innings pitched, three hits, one run, it was earned, a walk, and it's four strikeouts himself. The run for San Fran, Kevin Pillar continues his impressive hitting for the Giants, his second home run of the season. Tampa Bay and Chicago White Sox, after a rain delay, Tampa Bay is all over the White Sox, 5 nothing in this game here. Uh, the Rays, it's currently raining here, by the way. It's not a delay, but this is an afternoon game in Chicago. It looks pretty dark there. They may have that going delay at any moment here. 5 nothing Rays there, though, top of the fourth here in this game. Tyler Glass now three innings pitch, two hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Ronaldo Lopez being a pitching machine here. Three and two-thirds innings pitched, eight hits, five runs, all earned, three walks, four strikeouts. Home runs. Austin Meadows and Tommy Pham just went back-to-back. Pham is second of the year. Meadows is fourth of the year for the Tampa Bay Rays. Other games tonight in Major League Baseball. The Yankees will continue their series against the Houston Astros. James Paxton will be on the hill for the Yankees to try and stop this two games losing streak. Hugh go up against Colin McHugh. Uh, Yankees plus 105. Houston minus 125. No Gary Sanchez in this game. Apparently he's dealing with tightness. That's why he didn't catch yesterday. Perhaps the Yankees just want to give him two days off as they don't play tomorrow. Oakland and plays at Baltimore. Dan Straley will make his first off for the Baltimore Orioles since being acquired from the Miami Marlins. He will face off against Frankie Montez of the Oakland Athletics. Athletics minus 195. Orioles plus 165. Mariners will play the Kansas City Royals. Kikuchi will play. Phil uh, will face off against Hill Meyer. Seattle minus 170. Royals plus 140. Went Merrifield is a 30-game hit streak here. Not talking about this enough for the Kansas City Royals. He'll go for 31 tonight. The Miami Marlins will face off against the Cincinnati Reds. Richards against Tommy Malley. Plus 145 for Miami. Minus 170 for the Reds. Nationals and Phillies will once again begin hostilities tonight. Hellickson against Pavetta. Plus 145 for Washington. Minus 170 for Philadelphia. Dodgers at St. Louis. Maeda against Flaherty. Minus 115 for the Dodgers. Minus 105 for St. Louis. Pirates at the Cubs. Lyles against Hugh Darvish. Hugh Darvish has got us to a pretty horrific start so far this season. Minus 180 for the Cubs. Plus 150 for the Pirates. This game could see some Reds. He does suck. This game could see some rain as well. Minnesota and the Mets will have a second game of a quick two-game series. Minnesota defeated Jacob DeGrom last night. We'll see if they can do the same to four tonight. Minus 200. For the Mets, plus 170 for the Minnesota Twins. Rangers at Diamondbacks. Lance Lynn against Robbie Ray. Minus 145 for Arizona, plus 125 for the Rangers. Milwaukee at the Angels. Minus 160, Brandon Woodruff. Plus 135, Pena. No Mike Trout tonight. Dealing with a groin injury. He is day-to-day, not expected to play today or tomorrow. Best case that he does come back on Friday. Matt Carpenter looks like he has signed a contract extension with the St. Louis Cardinals. No details yet. Severino out six weeks flat strain for the Yankees. Woo-hoo. I'm George Kirk. This has been your Fantasy News Update. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, level two. Level two. Lou Gamblu will join us in a couple of minutes. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, will get their takes on this uh, pull the goalie stuff. And 
like anything, it's not definitive. I'm seeing uh, more modern analytics uh, now. And in fact, even 538 and uh, Nate Silver and uh, the website 538 is discussing this. Here's a chart from TSN, very, very detailed. It's annoying it's so detailed, actually. <laughs> um, you know, it's like graphs. And, and basically, this is the gist of it, George, and you're not going to like it. <laughs> and neither am I. The analytics say that you're supposed to pull the goalie. What do you think the What do you think the analytic guys are telling us to pull the goalie? I'll say, like I said, it, it's the, the new, modern uh, guy, the modern computer the, analytic kid, the Kyle Dubases of the world. What are they saying you should pull the goalie? I'm gonna say it's around the two thirty mark because that's that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing teams do now. But it wouldn't surprise me yep. it's even worse than that. Four minute mark. Yep. The analytics say that your best chance is to pull the goalie with two thirty to three minutes remaining. That if you do it with a minute left, there's not enough time. And it's interesting that we, it's exactly what we were talking about. In 2007, the average was 55 seconds. <laughs> now, wow. it's 115. So that's the average not, is one. That's why it's not higher than that. That's still a 28% increase. There's still a lot of old school hockey coaches that are like, I'm not pulling the goalie with two and a half minutes left. Like, I don't care what your computer says. Right? This is like baseball, right? This is why Mike Sosha's not managing Same metrics. Yep. Yep. Mike Sosha, like, used to piss. Like, Mike Sosha's a great manager. You know what I mean? Guy's been around for, he was a great manager, but he really, like, I guess, like, he only got into a fist fight once with the GM. <laughs> like, they basically told him, like, why do you pitch this guy for this long? Why did you do this? Like, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Look, the analytics say this. And he basically told him, F your analytics. I'm a baseball manager. I don't care. I don't care what your computer says. And, well, he's not coaching anymore, right? We're the area now, you George. Of, uh... Analytics are real. Analytics are real, bro. You don't listen to analytics. You won't have a job. Because the it guys that are hiring Dobbs you believe in League. analytics. Remember Lou Dodds from Major League, the manager in that movie where uh, Corbin Burton, his character, shows it's in my contract, and then the guy pisses on the contract? That's what Sochi was doing. He was just pissing on the analytics. He didn't care. I think there's room for both. I think you do need to have a gut feel, you know, a yep. gut feel of when uh, you need to pull somebody or when you need to do this. I think there is room for that. But the numbers are the numbers. Numbers don't lie. We can make them lie with how we use them, but they don't lie. They do tell you when a guy's tiring. You see it with the Yankees now at Masahiro Tanaka. They know third time through the lineup at Tanaka, he's not as effective. Get somebody up. Charlie Morton with the Rays. Rays have pulled him last two starts after five innings because that's when he tires after 80 pitchers. He's not the same pitcher. He's great for 80, but after that, you're getting an average pitcher. And teams, I think teams do need to realize that and play to it, but not. It's not in every circumstance. I think that's what gets teams in trouble here when they follow it like it's the like it's the Bible. If you don't follow it, you're going to be in trouble. I can live with two minutes, you know, a little under two minutes, about 45 or so. You know, you're right, though. I think that Greg Popovich, who's a good example, they asked him about analytics, and they thought that he would be like, oh, I hate analytics. And he actually stated that, oh, we're into analytics, but he goes, it's a part of what I do. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right, we stack. Level two, thank you, Yang. Yang got hit hard, man. First pitch of the game. First pitch of the game, hit hard, and uh, like like a rocket shot, like a launch, like Mike Trout, like 560 feet, like out of the stadium, into the water. <laughs> it, 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 into the water. Like, like, you know, he's been hit before, Cam, but yeah, you missed it. Like, you can't, like, the show opened up and, like, we're talking, like, moonshine. First pitch in a game. Bam. First pitch in a game. Mike Trout put it, like, 560 feet out of the stadium, bro. And I came into the game motivated today, like, oh, we're going to have this good. First pitch of the game, gone. He gone. Yeah, yeah. You're lucky you weren't home, but no, Yang, you're resilient, buddy. You keep in there. Hey, give up one and then uh, smooth for the rest of the game. It's how you finish, buddy. Yeah, that's how I go. The pitcher coach came out, gave me, you know, spoke to me. I, I threw some uh, powder on my hands and we got busy. And uh, so far, not, not they've the been headless, coach. baby. So far, it's been we headless. Were, we went right to the manager. <laughs> well, I got Danny over here. Like, you know, he had to pep talk me, like, don't get back in the game. I know Gabe is typing you in bold letters and all caps, but get your head back in the game, buddy. <laughs> you know when I start typing in bold, I'm pissed, you know? There you yeah, start, start typing uh, all all caps. You know, he's pissed, buddy. So that's when, you know, I got to, you know, get it together, get the get that little pot of butter, you know, by the mound and uh, shake my hand on it, wipe the brow, yeah, and like uh, you, get back you to business. The, you, you hit the home run. The home run was hit. But then Mark Lawrence, I got rattled. Then Mark Lawrence got rattled. So I count that as like a couple of hit batters too. It was like, it's like the home run. And Mark was all like, Mark was put off. Like, yeah, Mark was like, hello. It was like old school. Hello, hello. hello? <laughs> I was like, hello. Was, Sorry, Mark. Georgetown. Yeah, Georgetown. But I can't get upset because he's doing a great job. But before I give full credit to everyone and say, all right, great job for getting everyone on at once. Do we have Lou from Gamblu? Dan Blue is in the house. Oh, yeah, baby. Right, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a one, two, three inning. Okay. Yeah, we still Yang have Kurtz. Is, Yang is as usual smooth as a baby's ass. He did it just smooth and easy, baby. <laughs> hey, George, we need you to speak up, baby. Let us know you're here. Kurt's still here? I, sh- I shouldn't say anything, so Gabe will go bananas. I one, two, three inning, baby. No hits allowed. All strikeouts. Kurtz. Kurtz. Well, we got to. We got a full house here now. Okay, so gentlemen, we'll get right down to business here. We're having a little debate here. Although most of us seem to be on the same side as far as the chat and uh, uh, me and George. So I'll start with uh, start with you, Lou, because we're talking about betting on unders in the playoffs. And, you know, I said, all right, I'm on the under in this game tonight, and it was brought up. Yeah, the only problem is in the damn playoffs, these stupid empty net goals. And then we brought up, yeah, and coaches start, they're, they're pulling the goalie sooner and sooner now than they used to. So I'll start with you, Lou. How do you feel about pulling the goalie? Like, uh, are you like, you know, you know, whether you have a total or whether you have the team, uh, you're down by a goal. Are you one of these guys with like three minutes left? It's like, pull the effing goalie. This is getting ridiculous. Or are you like, wait, wait, wait till there's a minute left before we pull the goalie. Are you old school or new school? That's an interesting question, Gabriel. The way I handle it is like a computer. I don't give a shit who does. I don't care when they do it. I want to know when each coach is doing it so I can try and handicap it. Uh, but whether the, if a guy waits for a minute in game seven of the Stanley Cup final, he waited too long. 
So there's a lot of situation that has to go into it as well. Uh, overall, uh, the empty netter is part of handicapping hockey. And, and I know I'm not answering your question, but I look at it clinically. Cam, Paula DeGola, yes or no? Way. I'll answer it this way. These stooges now pulling goalies with three minutes left, that's stupid. It's dumb. You still have time in the game to get to get a goal, Gabe. I used to have a crazy coach in hockey. He used to do that stuff, and it drove us nuts, especially when we had momentum and stuff. Pull the goalie, pull the right, goalie. Because the no, other team would score get all done. the time right away, right? Yeah, the other team that's what I'm talking. Then we're, oh, we're done. <laughs> you pull the goalie. You pull the goalie between, I'd say, about a minute and a buck to like that's a good time. Even like fifty-five cents to fifty-five seconds to a buck twenty. That's a good time. That's a time enough that you can get the momentum, set up what you need to do, and you have the advantage. Uh, pulling a goaltender with over two minutes left that to me is actually insane. I, I know a lot of coaches. This is the new way. Pull it earlier, and I guess they're going by a number code. But I'm an old school guy, and I think you know at about a buck fifteen on average is a good time to pull a goaltender and get what we need to do set up and uh, get that man advantage. So not three minutes. No, I'm not. I'm not for that at all, buddy. Uh, me neither. And I, I said it too. I said, all right, in a state of desperation, I could live with a buck 30, buck 45. But it's crazy, guys. So in 2007, in 2007, the average was 55 seconds. 55 seconds. Now the average is actually 115. It feels like it's more, but it's 115. But it's still, it's an increase mm-hmm. of 28%. And I was talking, Cam, about like the Kyle Dubases of the world and, you know, the analytic guys, right? The younger guys right. and the computer, like 538 and 8 Silver were even writing about it. That basically they're stating that you're an idiot if you don't pull the goalie with three minutes left. This is where we have okay. the clash of the old and the new. That's why I'm telling you guys, 10 years from now in the NHL, it'll be commonplace. It'll always be three minutes. Because like Lou said, yeah, he doesn't like really it. care. He's going with what yeah, the computer, like the it. analytics, the analytics say you're better off doing it in between 2.30 and 3 minutes. That's what the computer says. But old-time coaches are going to say F the computer, Lou. Yeah, and I'm going to disagree with the old-time coaches. I'm going to agree with the analytics guys because we got to understand the game we're dealing with. Back when uh, Busick and Sanderson and Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito played, the game wasn't as fast and it wasn't as precision and as it, it was not as control and puck possession oriented. Today's game is played on bigger sheets of ice. It's more wide open. Speed and precision is everything. And so uh, what 55 seconds might have been back in 1982 uh, or 77 is, in fact, a minute and 20 now based on the skill level and the speed and the size uh, of, of the sheet of ice that these kids are competing on. You know what's crazy uh, he, he now, brings up good. Too. You bring up good points, Gabe, but three minutes, I don't care what century we're living in now. And Lou's right. The game's faster. I watch games on the NHL Network. Me and Kurtz talk about it on the weekend. It's hilarious. No no advertising on the board, Gabe. The pads are like paper. You know what I mean? The guys are going half the speed, different equipment. It's a different game. But three minutes is still three minutes. I'm thinking I can understand maybe two. But you know what I mean? You have to also have, a, have to have a system back there where you go, okay, here's the situation, defenseman. You're going to be a guy. I understand we need an attacking, but you need a guy that's kind of like the safety in football and hover in case they do drop the puck back and have a system ready for attacking. But three minutes is way, 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 that's way too early. Too many bad things could happen there. That's, that, that's the one thing. One thing I've noticed, guys, in the modern era is, though, players shoot at the empty net less now. 
That's true. Like they, in, in the old days, they were better. Alexander Mogilny, Pavel Bure, whatever. Like, if they, the empty net was empty, it was like, it's over. You know what I mean? They'd literally tee up a slap yeah, but, shot from the other blue line, and then boom, game's over. But you had, Nowadays, you had dominant. I'm sorry to keep interrupting. You had dominant centers back in that era of play. Today, it's a 53% faceoff win is good. And so these kids mm-hmm. hesitate. They're, they're coached not to take the icing because they don't want the yes. puck back in a faceoff situation in their own end. Back in the old days, if you had Phil Esposito and you were on the Bruins, you won every faceoff, so you didn't mind. Well, they nowadays, you're right. They're taught to basically you kill more time by it's sort of like instead of running back an interception for a touchdown, just take the knee. So they figure exactly, just take like 20 seconds off, flick it up, you know what I mean? Flick it in the air, and it takes time out, roll it down the ice and avoid that icing. And I brought that up earlier. Nobody wants to be that guy, right? That you fired for the empty net, you missed, and then they scored off the face off, right? Then you're the you're the villain, <laughs> like you're the jerk off uh, that cost, uh, cost the team. Uh, the game. All right. Uh, so, uh, Cam, uh, we'll start with the hockey, and we'll get to the uh, we'll get uh, we'll get to the golf after. So, we'll take a quick break here with Lou, and uh, we got Lou, we got Cam, we got George Kurtz. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, but now on YouTube as uh, well. We appreciate uh, you joining us, whatever platform and uh, media you're kicking it uh, with us on right now. we got a full house. Uh, Brady Cannon will join us later from Las Vegas. We'll talk about the Masters. We've got Lou. We've got George Kurtz. We've got the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. So let's just get down to games. We'll go through, uh, you know, the games, the series, whatever, picks tonight. Uh, we know that Lou's already got a big future on the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning uh, to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, we'll find out who Cam's uh, taken for the futures. Uh, but let's get into the hockey. Let's start off with the games tonight, gentlemen. And uh, we'll start off uh, with the first game in the rotation here this evening. The Columbus Blue Jackets are at the Tampa Bay Lightning. I might still play this. I did not play a side of this game uh, yet. Uh, but I did take under six and a half. And, you know, we talked about this, Lou, a couple of weeks ago. We said it'll be interesting to see what they do with the numbers, with the totals in the playoffs. And I know Tampa have three 40-goal scores on their team, and they're explosive and stuff. But unless it's Philadelphia and Pittsburgh playing each other, because those son of a bitches put like 14 goals a game in when they play in the playoffs all the time, I'm going under six and a half. So that's my pick in this I've got under six and a half in this game. I put my money where my mouth is. We got the ticket. Here. Ticket in hand. 
under six and a half. Lou, we start with you. Jackets and Lightning tonight. What's your take on the game? 245, Lightning are favored. Yeah, my my take on the game is that I'm I'm fully aware that Tampa is not going to run through the Eastern Conference undefeated. I'm fully aware that they're not going to run through this series undefeated. I believe that Columbus is going to be able to steal one game or two in the series. Where it's going to be, I'm not quite sure, but there's no better chance at a surprise than game one. Tampa's been susceptible to game ones in previous history. No one in their right mind with any common sense would consider Columbus. Therefore, I'm really considering Columbus as one of my bets tonight. I do like a couple others. Cam, you love those live dogs. Are you feeling it tonight? The uh, the jacket. Are you uh, putting I, a jacket on? Are you cold, Cam? You're putting a jacket hey, on? I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something, Brad. Windstorms here, very cold. Thought the wind was going through my window. I don't know what now. I know what Lou's talking about with these crazy winds. Uh, I've never had a day in Vegas. People are out in cold. It's freezing here, but I love it. Perfect bear temperature game. But I'm doing the opposite of what you think. I am parlaying Tampa Bay with a couple a couple oh. other games tonight. I think they get off on the right foot. I got 2:30 at Will Hill. It's up to 2:45 at the local books. I was just checking the Golden Nugget, going across the street to meet my brother at Fremont and Binion's see their lines there but uh you know i think tampa bay is a better team i do have futures with columbus at 35 to 1 i think they get off on the right foot uh i'm looking at the other dogs but i know we're going through the whole board so give me give me the lightning i actually think they win this game by uh two goals tonight a four to two win and the game stays under the number yeah you get the lightning at uh, minus one and a half plus 105 it was crazy i was at FanDuel sportsbook earlier in the day and the lightning were minus 220 and i actually thought you know what that's not terrible actually it's it's a little pricey uh, George Kurtz, Columbus and Tampa tonight. Over under six and a half. Lightning minus two forty five. Jackets plus two oh five. What's the pick? I think there's a lot of pressure on both teams here. Tampa Bay, everybody knows they're the biggest favorite to win the Stanley Cup. They're the best team in the NHL, but they got now they gotta prove it. They haven't had an important game to play in months now. They gotta pick up their play. And I don't think the Jackets are just happy to be here. They traded anything and everything to get here, right? They Pushed all, pushed all the chips to the middle here. They traded all the way draft picks, traded away players here. No Panarin, no Bobrovsky next season. A lot of pressure on them to perform as well. But give me the Lightning here. I just think they're the better team here. But I, I wonder the Lightning get up to a slow start because they just haven't had to play for anything in months. All right, so we've got uh, two Lightning picks, one Jackets pick, and uh, and one under uh, pick. Let's lead into the, the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins. We know what George Kurtz's opinion is. Uh, on this series. Lou, we start with you uh, tonight. It's, it's fascinating, guys. First time they're playing a playoff game at Nassau Coliseum in 1,144 days. New York Islanders minus 115 uh, over under five and a half. Lou, I'll start with you, buddy. What, what's your take on tonight's game and uh, end or series? Penguins Islanders, yes. you betting this? Yes, I'm taking the Islanders for the series plus 135 or 140. You're paying a heavy premium to take the name Pittsburgh Penguins. Murray's been uneven in goal. Their defense is thin. Uh, their penalty kill is only okay. They have to outscore you. And, yeah, you're getting Sid Crosby and Jake Getzel and the return of Malkin, but you're paying a terrible price for that. Meanwhile, the Islanders play from the goal out. They're not flashy. 
is going to be a real tight series, and the Islanders are prime in the series to upset Pittsburgh. Cam Stewart, what do you got, Cam? Islanders, Penguins yeah, tonight. What are, you, what are you doing? I don't like Pittsburgh, and I'm with Kurtz. I, I, I really want to take the Islanders game. I'm showing restraint. I'm passing on this game. At the book, though, just to tell you, interesting Vegas line movement. The Islanders now a favorite in this game. I've seen a buck fifteen. I even saw a buck twenty at Will Hill. Some sharp money came in on the Islanders at home. Uh, I think this game is probably going to go to overtime. I could see a tie if you're going to play that that way uh, with your book. If they have it, a 60-minute regulation tie, I think it's going to be very, very tight. I am passing on the game, Gabe. I want the Islanders to win, but it's a hard bet. I have other bets on every other game, but this one, go Islanders. I want them to win, not touching it. George Kurtz and I talked about this. Um, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to win the series. I think the Islanders can win. I think tonight is critical. George agreed that Pittsburgh loses his game tonight, the series isn't over. Islanders lose tonight, they're done. This is a massive game for the New York Islanders tonight. I think they can get it done, too. I think it's a low-scoring game. I sprinkled on the Islanders, and I've got under five and a half. George Kurtz, tonight's pick, Islanders-Penguins. What you got? Yeah, same as you. I'm not taking the under. I won't touch that. But the Islanders, I think this is a must-win game for them tonight. I think they do come through here. But I like Pittsburgh in the series. At the, uh, I'll say it again. If the Islanders lose tonight, though, they'll be done here. But I'll go with the Islanders tonight, but I'm not touching the over-under. Cam, everybody's abandoned Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they're grounded. They're like the 757s, Boeing. They got problems. Yeah. Uh, nobody, wants, nobody wants to get on board, but I'll tell you what. Discount airfare now. Cheap. It's like cheapo. Um, you know, it's good to be cheap. Cheapo Airlines. Uh, so you get the Winnipeg Jets at a discount. They're like that, uh, the Irish, uh, the, that, that, that airline that makes you stand. Um, and the St. Louis Blues have been hot down the stretch. One of the best teams, best team in the league next to Tampa in the second half of the season. That's why I like Winnipeg tonight. Nobody likes the Jets. Everybody's on the Blues. What are you doing with this game? Did you bet this game? And what's Vince doing? Because he's been hot. So what do you got with his Blues Jets? Is that Lou or Cam? Uh, I said for Cam, but I, maybe did we lose Cam? I'm not sure. All right, Lou. Are we there? Hey, what's up, Cam? Hey, how you doing? I'm sorry, Gabe. It said it dropped, so I just called back. Uh, I'm I'm not buying the discount airfare. I like the Blues tonight. I like the Blues. Uh, I'm not sure about the series, but I think it's a good start. I think the Jets come out very, very tight. They have a huge fan base. We know how good they are. And But I think this is a great spot for the Bennington and the Blues to make a statement in the game. They're going to try to grind the Jets down, frustrate them. They want a low-scoring game. You see the total at five and a half. I, I like the St. Louis Blues. The more the game goes on without a goal, the more advantage it is for them. But, Gabe, you do bring up a good point. Nobody's buying in on the Jets. If you like them, you only have to lay 20, 25 seasons tonight. But I like the blues, buddy. Singing the blues with St. Lou. You're going to end up singing the blues after this game is the Winnipeg Jets. Take game one. Give me the Jets and give me the under. Um, Lou, St. Louis Blues and the Winnipeg Jets. What do you think of the series in the game tonight? Outstanding series. I struggled mightily with this one because I believe the winner of the series represents the the Campbell Conference in the Cup. And with that being said, uh, as much as I like what St. Louis has done, I love how hot they are. I love the rookie goaltender. That all being said, 
what happened to Winnipeg last year was they got schooled and they're going to school St. Louis this year. St. Louis comes in over hot. If you do the math on it, Winnipeg in January when they were running hot, you could take them to win the cup at maybe nine or 10 to one. Today at Las Vegas Westgate, they're 20 to one to win the cup. There's a huge overlay on Winnipeg and I'm on them for the cup. I'm on them for the series. And I'm on him for the conference. I like your style. Uh, Kurtz, Colonel Kurtz, Blues, Jets tonight. What do you think? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I want to see Bennington do it in the playoffs. <laughs> right? Playoffs, man. Different kind of uh, different kind of atmosphere here. Let's, let's do it again. He is the main reason. Him and Tara Sankler are carrying the Blues here. But I'm on the Jets tonight as well. I'm kind of leaning towards the over, though. Not that I've put anything on it yet. But I'm leaning towards the over in this game, not the under. Five and a half. Dallas Stars, Nashville Predators, total is five. Dallas Stars have been a trendy uh, trendy upset pick here in this series, uh, Lou. They're plus 140 in the game tonight. And, you know, I find it interesting. I think Nashville could lose this series, and I think Nashville could go to the Stanley Cup and win the Stanley Cup. And I decided to jump on Nashville, Cam and Lou. I played a ticket earlier in the day over at the book. A little small little play on the Nashville Predators, a little future uh, play here on the Preds. Got him in 15 to 1, man. They're as low as 10 to 1 at some of these books. Bet 365, it's like 10 to 1. I got him at 15 to 1 at FanDuel. Um, so I'm deciding, you know what? Nashville wins a close one tonight. 3 2 Preds. I'm get, I'm taking the Predators. I think the Preds are going to be close games, but I think the Preds get it done in the series. I'm taking the Preds tonight. Lou, Predators and Stars, any opinion? Yes, strong opinion. And we got to know one thing about the NHL playoffs. You got to take road teams, baby, in Dallas is so alive. Uh, Nashville is a heavy, heavy team that gets their scoring from their defense. Rennie folds in the postseason, it's my belief. They've been in the postseason three of the last three years and have done outstanding job. There is no more organizational or team pressure on any team in the playoffs than Nashville. They're carrying too much hang weight. Hang in there, Lou. We'll take and I like Dallas. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Karaoke going on there. Whoever started sounds about as good as Axel Rose does. Uh, yeah, that was me, man. Almost got that off. Almost got yeah, that yeah, note good off. Job. Yeah, mic on, mic off, Yang. <laughs> Yang can rap, but uh, he's not quite there with a the rock singer. All right, don't look now. NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL draft. Uh, with the first round Thursday, April 25th, for serious fantasy football players never truly start uh, preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting 
best ball and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge, regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. All right, guys, we've got to pick up the pace. This cam's got to get back to the tables. Uh, Lou's got to uh, uh, Lou's got to get back uh, to his, his flowers. And uh, we got to get to the Masters, the UFC. We got NHL. We got it all. We've got it all. All right. Uh, so Predators and uh, Stars. Lou, you were talking, but we went to a break. Uh, I'm sorry. Preds, Stars series. Uh, is, it, is this an upset? You got a live dog here. You like the Dallas Stars. Plus 140. I don't have a problem with road teams in the NHL either. Home ice is overrated in the NHL. Yeah, there's there's great value on uh, the road team. Uh, normally, what I'll do is I'll pick a team like Dallas that I think is going to get six, seven games into a deep series with another team, and you take them at Nashville and commit to both nights. They're going to be plus 150, plus 140 each night if you split you take profit off off the table and you move on to the next opportunity. The art of betting seven game series is really fun. I love it, and there's great value in yeah. it. Love the zigzag stuff, and uh, not just uh, the papers. Love the zigzag theory in the playoffs. It just the feels of that series goes. Cam, uh, you Dallas Stars tonight? You pulling the trigger? You invite? I'm all in, next? Gabe. I'm all in with the stars. I told you it was the best value at the book. I think it's crazy that they're 35 to one. Like I, I think that's nuts. I think they can beat almost any team in the West. I'm looking. They play a suffocating style. I like the fact that Bishop was back in the last game. This guy's money. If he doesn't get hurt, Dallas more confidence out. Uh, Zuccarello is going to be back. They're a very dangerous team to play. Gabe, ever since the GM went wild and called them crap and overrated, the stars have showed up. Radulov's a beast. And Dallas can beat you in so many different ways. They can suffocate you like a python and beat you one to nothing, or they could score a couple goals too. I'm very down with Dallas. I think they're the more underrated team, and they have the best number from a value perspective. Give me Dallas tonight and give me Dallas in the series. I'm getting plus 145 tonight. I'm in. Uh, Kurtz, Dallas Stars, Nashville tonight. Any opinion? I might worry a little bit about Dallas, Heiskin and Lindell being young players. Let's see how they do in the playoffs. That could uh, could tempt me to go the other way, but the value is telling you Dallas. The site I'm looking at is also plus 145. Nashville's minus 170. So the value there points me to Dallas. I think, uh, Gabe, what you said earlier, it's actually pretty true about Nashville. I'm not shocked if they lose the series in six or if they win the cup, or at least go to the cup here. But tonight the value is pointing me towards Dallas. The over-under is five, though. I really want to go over here, but I don't think I'll touch this either. Bishop is in net, though, for the uh, Dallas Stars. He's healthy again. Uh, one of the more high-profile series is, and Cam, you're out there in Vegas, will be the uh, the Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, all the games are going to be on NBC uh, Sports Network, so people will uh, be able to pay attention to this. I think Vegas are going to win the series. I know people are kind of down on them a little bit, but San Jose really struggled down the stretch. You've talked a lot, Cam, about Martin Jones between the pipes. Marc-Andre Fleury always plays his best hockey in the postseason. Um, Vegas now have some postseason experience as well. I think it's going to be a hard-fought series. I personally think the total is a little high at six. You know, if they score seven goals, God bless them. But I took the Vegas Golden Knights tonight at plus 110, and I took uh, I took the under six in this game. Yeah, I don't have an opinion of the total, but I do. I'm taking the Sharks tonight. I'm not sure if they're going to win the series. I just like to start for them. 
I think they get up for this game. They understand what Vegas did to them last year, and they were every single game, tight, tight games where Vegas seemed to get the goal. I think it's going to be the other way this time around. I do like your point about Flurry. I think he's a much better goaltender than Jones. But with their stars back, I think San Jose understands the situation at home, getting off to a right foot. And because I'm in Vegas, the line's about 10 cents cheaper at 25 cents. Give me the San Jose Sharks tonight. Chomp, chomp, chomp. S.J. Sharky. Lou? Yeah, and in this series, I'm going to take a measured approach because you have Marc-Andre Fleury that actually was overcoming an upper body injury. In hockey, that means his arm could have been cut off. So we don't really know exactly what's going on with Fleury, so there's that question. And with San Jose, you have a guy in Martin Jones that can't stop a sneeze. He played 62 games this season. The the Sharks roll in with the highest goal against average. They don't stop shots. Uh, that said, they have a potent offense. I'm going to watch this first game, and rather than try and pick a pick series, I'm liable to take if, – if Fleury looks sound to me and San Jose wins tonight, I'll catch Las Vegas as a plus 150 or plus 160 underdog before game two. Them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take some value by waiting and seeing what happens in this first game. Lou Gamblu dot com. So much stuff going on right now, guys. We can't get to all the fights uh, with Lou. Uh, Lou, maybe if you have time, we could do something uh, later in the week again. We could talk about more of the maybe fights tomorrow with the other hockey fun, games, Gabe. Tomorrow. Fun card. Fun card uh, this week. Um, yeah, tomorrow's open too. <laughs> We're jam packed all week. We could talk for hours. It's just so so many events going on this week. But Adesanya and Gasolum, fun card. Um, you know, minus 175, Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier, OSP and Nikita Krylov. You know, OSP might be a live dog here at plus 100. I'm not sure Krylov should be favored uh, there. Holloway goes up in weight to 155. If, um, you know, Lou, if you want to leave us, uh, you want to leave the listeners with, with one fight or something that catches your eye here with this UFC card. Uh, Dustin Poirier has been a natural 155-pounder and fighting the top of that division for four years. Max Holloway, even though he's huge for a welterweight and huge for a lightweight, is moving up. And I think he'll have to make some adjustment cardiovascularly as well as with the, with the, the, the firmness of Poirier's power in the adjustment of moving up to 155 and Poirier plus 175 or plus 180, this this fight should be closer to a pick maybe Holloway minus 130, but this number's way out of line, and I'll take Poirier as a live dog. Man, I hate betting against Holloway. He's such a badass, but plus 180 for Poirier, very attractive odds uh, right now. And what about Gaslam? You love your underdogs, Lou. Is Gaslam a live dog here against Adesanya? I sure appreciate you asking. Absolutely, he is. Adesanya has not been tested in any way, shape, or form. And even though it's going to be difficult for Gastelum to try and get inside of that range, listen, uh, Adesanya's feet get his prices based on the fact he looked good against a 42-year-old Anderson Silva that should be fighting me. And and he only decisioned him. Gastelum is going to eventually in that fourth or fifth round get inside and touch him up. And I like Gastelum as an underdog, too. Lou, gamblu.com. All right, Lou, before we get you out of here, because we're going to get to Cam's uh, Masters picks, have you bet anything on the Masters, or uh, 
Are you like uh, everybody else that doesn't really bet golf that much but bets on sports, and I ask them their golf picks, and they're going to tell me, well, I'm just taking what Brady Cannon is taking. <laughs> well, I do I do listen to Brady because he's a good buddy, and especially with all the stuff going on right now, I don't have time to handicap it, but I do have one bet, and it's the only bet that I'm going to have. I have Louis Oosterhuizen at plus 290 to get in the top 10 in the Masters. That's my only bet. Top 10 for <laughs> Louis O. Nice, up, Cam? Lou with Louis. Lou. Skip to Malou, baby. Skip to Malou. Skip to the Lou. So you're laughing at the Lou. You're not laughing at his pick, Cam. I'm laughing at that. No, I love it. I actually know I love Louis. Lou Eustace is like actually play. He could play well at Augusta for that price there, Lou. Well, I, I, I'm not laughing. I'm ex- that's actually a pretty educated guess. Your buddy's giving you some good material. Um, our boy Greg Bynan, uh, the host of uh, Red Felt, um, he heard I was going to the book today, Cam. So he gave me a hundred dollar bill, and uh, I was like, "Are you sure you're going to do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm serious." He goes, "Yeah, put it on that guy." He, I'm holding a ticket here. I tweeted it to you. I took a picture of it. He put 50 bucks on Alfred Barnrat to win. 300 to one. Pays $15,050 if it wins. 15K. Amazing. Amazing. Actually, he also a put, crazy game. He also was... put 50 on yep. Matsuyama, though, Cam, which could win. Matsuyama could you win this what? weekend. I'm actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm going to the book. I found Matsuyama at 55 to one at a book. I can't Ooh. believe it. I got 50, him at 33 like to 1 be, here. That's good odds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, no one, he is in horrible He's in horrible form. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But Peter Green and ball striking, he's still one of the best in the world. His putting is atrocious. We know that. But, hey, he can have a wicked day or three or four days where the putting's going. He should not be that price. I'm actually going to put a 20 spot on him because I got him at 55. I don't think he's going to win, but you can't pass up value when I'm seeing him at 25 and 30 on other sites. So if you get him over 30 to 1, I think that's a good play for Matthew Am. I told you I love Paul Casey. I found him again at 40, bet him again. I think this is a guy, he's, he's, a, he's a new golfer. He knows how to win now. I think he's very dangerous. And I just talked to Mayo. Mayo just texted me a while ago saying, enjoy my trip. And we both agreed, Gabe. Um, J.B. Holmes at 150, 160 to 1, a top 20 bet and a top 10. Put that, in, put that on the card, too. He's played well here before. When not in good form, he's in good form now. I think J.B. Holmes has the length and the touch to do well and definitely could be a top 20 uh, contestant for sure. Cam Stewart throwing it down in Las Vegas, Nevada. Lou uh, Gamblu.com uh, uh, with us. Um, all right. Well, it looks like we still got about one minute here, one or two minutes. I'm never sure exactly where we're going, but I we had a poll question yesterday, guys. Lou, uh, we got rapid fire on this one. Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs. We had 649 responses when it was all said and done. So we had 649 responses, pretty big, um, you know, that's a pretty wide uh, amount of votes. 61% are taking the Boston Bruins to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Lou, what do you think about the Leafs? I'm calling it upset, Lou. I say the Leafs upset the Bruins in six games. Six games. I lo- They're going to win in six. I love, where- I love where you're going with it, Gabe. But listen, they played seven games last year in a nip and tuck. Here's another rematch of an original six. They played played each other last year. Now they come out, and you're telling me 
that after Boston dominated the series all season, they only come minus 140. Something stinks to high hell there. I'll take the Leafs plus the 120 for the series. You bet. I like it, Lou. You yeah, you yeah. spell uh, you spell trap. Hey Cam, are you jumping on board the Leafs now? I do are you changing too. your mind? Yeah, and I saw the Leafs at a buck forty here. It's been bet. Give me the Leafs in six, exactly the same as you, Marenzi. Don't sleep on them. They can beat Boston. Leafs in six, yeah. plus one forty. Kurtz, we'll hit this tomorrow. It's gonna be off the hook tomorrow. Leaf Nation's gonna come out full force tomorrow, George. But what do you what do you think of the series, George? Leafs Bruins. Did we lose Kurtz. I'll, I'll, give, me, give me Boston, guys. I don't think the Leafs can stop them. I don't think the Leafs have the defense to stop these guys. Just don't be ah. trying to with the masses here. Boo! Besides, there's no way I want Tavares boo, to go. Boo, Kurtz, boo. 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 Right, hang, boo. See you later, Lou. Hang in, Cam. Hang in, Cam. We'll get Cam's golf picks on the other side. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we've got a couple of minutes with Cam here. Uh, Brady Canada is going to join us uh, as well in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll get to some more basketball talk, and uh, we'll jump into the baseball card uh, tonight, NBA, NHL playoffs, and then tomorrow we'll have NBA NBA uh, series uh, prices to talk about. The playoff schedule will finally be set. So, Cam, share some uh, wisdom with people, buddy. It's the Masters. Uh, this is it. People tuning in, they want to know what's Cam betting. Um, one and done, six packs, long shots. What do you got for us, Cam? I'll tell you one thing, Gabe. Jordan Spieth, the odd, the fact that he's 20 to 1, I think you got to take it. He's in my six pack. Me and my girlfriend both talked about it. I think Jordan Spieth is a steal at that price. He finds magic at Augusta. As I told you all week, Paul Casey at 41 to 1 is crazy. This guy's been in contention before when he didn't have confidence. Now that he does, guys, I love Paul Casey for a top 5, 10, and I like him to win at 40 to 1. I got Matt Kuchar at 50 to 1, also another guy that has played well at Augusta. That's no respect on that line. I'm not a big fan of Kuchar, but he'll play well there and be on page one or two of the leaderboard. You got to take him. Another guy, Gabe, that's under the radar, Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman is very, very good, and he doesn't get the respect. He's 50 to 1. Put him in your pipe and smoke it at 50 to 1. Two bombs for you. I got Snedeker at 100. He almost found the magic when I went to Augusta. He finished in third. It was very tough for him. He wants nothing more but to win a Masters. And Charlie Hoffman, he might be down to 60. I got him at 100. Also, love Hoffman, first-round leader. He's done it a couple times before. Watch out for Charlie Hoffman, first-round leader. Bombs, Wallace, 150 to 1. And Holmes, 150 to 1, buddy. That's what I got. I went, I went to the FanDuel Sportsbook earlier in the day, and I actually played four tickets. Um, I've got Matt Kuchar at 45 to 1. Nice. I've got John Rom at 20 to 1. I like Rom too. Can't bet everyone. Love got, that pick. I've got Justin Rose at 12 to 1. Mm-hmm. And I've I've got Hideki Matsuyama at 33 to 1. That's my four pack. Kucher, hey, the winners Matsuyama, be yours. Bam and Rose. And I've got a prop here. Tommy Fleetwood, top 20. 
Tommy Fleetwood top 20, and uh, DJ Whitehooker Sank, top senior, plus 225. I like that. <laughs> All right, we'll speak to you tomorrow, Cam. Have a good night tonight in Vegas. You got it, buddy. Have a good one. May the winners be everybody. Good luck with the hockey.